When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hope you're doing all right. Can watch the show. This is pretty cool. We are now on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. So just go to YouTube. Type in Hale Varsity. Can watch the show there. Can also find us as we stream at ESPN Lincoln Facebook at ESPN Lincoln Twitter. Always follow the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handle as well at H Varsity Radio. All the uh, great stuff and live show of coffee and cream with Damon and Andrew in the morning. And uh, we are on four to six. Numbers to dial up here on Hale Varsity Radio 466 37 76 466 37 76 800 825 5865. Can email the show, Chris at HaleVarsity.com, and give us a follow as well on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio or at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. Plenty to get to today. So uh, we'll launch in on some recruiting here. The pluses and minuses, the portal, uh, again, taking from Nebraska, and some names to look at where Nebraska could go to to maybe add in the portal. Mitch Sherman's with us in 15 minutes from The Athletic. we got to make sure we wish Mitch, Mitch a happy birthday. Mitch is 39 again. Uh, also in Hour 1, uh, you have Bay City, Texas head coach Robert Jones. Robert Jones uh, is uh, a guy that I think has a lot of Matt Rule with him. And uh, Bryce Turner, the uh, speedster wide receiver and running back from Bay City, Texas. Matt Rule's first recruit, and uh, he uh, committed today. So we'll get caught up with Bryce's head coach, Robert Jones. In hour two, Matt Schick of ESPNU, uh, Sirius XM, the Dr. Pepper Halftime Challenge, and all things Colorado, Dion. Uh, Schick, part of the Schick and Nick podcast with Herdat. We'll talk some college ball and primetime with uh, Schick here at 5 o'clock. And then uh, Fred uh, Hoiberg, his audio as Nebraska gears up for Indiana. Pretty good day for Nebraska in, in some instances and a tough day for Nebraska in, in other instances. This news came down about 8 this morning uh, when it comes to Benjamin Brommer. Brommer, a stud, 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 tight end out of Pierce. Uh, you, you might remember the the Pierce region. 
uh, with Matt Harrion uh, back in the day, right? Well, Brommer is as good, if not better, when you look at the records that have been broken. We're talking almost 50 career touchdowns and 3,500 yards receiving went off in the C1 championship game. Uh, Brommer is an exquisite talent that has been committed to Nebraska. Elijah that is committed no more. He has been flipped to Iowa State. That's the first time uh, Iowa State's been able to flip an in-state kid for ever or maybe ever. But it, it, it wasn't for lack of effort, trying, or attention by Coach Rule. Uh, one of the signs you saw this weekend on social media with the travels of Matt Rule was to get to Noah Fork on Saturday, and then you take the 15-minute drive on 15 north of Norfolk to get to Pierce, and, uh, you know, you have the the sit-down and the time spent with uh, Brommer and his dad and about two and a half hours. So you want to make yourself available for sure, and you want to hit it off the right way. And I think Coach Rule did that. I think there was just a window of opportunity where Matt Campbell's not stopped. Coach Campbell of Iowa State really likes what 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 uh, Brommer can do, and that's uh, where you get the flip. You had the sit down Saturday. You have the the junior day, the meet and greet uh, session from about one to four on Sunday with twenty uh, in state prospects. Uh, Brommer didn't travel there, and uh, changing his Twitter bio and. Matt Campbell, uh, tip of the cap to you for being dogged. And the reality is you can wow and dazzle and make someone feel at ease in two and a half hours, but it takes days, weeks, months, and years to build a relationship. And uh, it sounds to me like uh, uh, Ben says Iowa State's the best spot for me. And I wish him all the success uh, because he's a really special talent and he'll do well at Iowa State. Just tough for Nebraska. That's the news of this morning. Well, and the question now becomes, can Matt Rural turn the favor to Iowa State with the guy down at Lincoln High and Benny Nagoy? That's the question. It is about returning said favors, isn't it? I, I mean, a little bit. A little bit. They, they want to steal your, your prized tight end from in-state? Well, we're going to steal your prized wide receiver slash defensive back, more likely wide receiver, from right underneath your noses and, and return the favor right back. It's it's no discredit to this coaching staff that they lost a guy in Ben Bromber. There's sometimes where you just have to put your palms up and say, we're put in a tough spot. What can you do? We, we gave it our all. And I really do believe that this coaching staff gave it their all, trying to keep Ben Bromber in the boat. But at the end of the day, relationships that lasted – Six months, eight months might be more valuable than a relationship that's only lasted about a week. And and there's nothing you can say to, to Ben about that. There's nothing, nothing you can say to the coaching staff about no. that. It's how it goes. If, if he's a guy who values relationships and he thinks he's got a better relationship with Matt Campbell and the, the coaching staff at Iowa State, you wish him all the best. You just turn around and say, well, you know what, Iowa State, you, you stole a guy from us. We're going to turn around and try to steal a guy from you. And I, I think that's what the... The, the 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 task is for Matt Rule now. It's not trying to flip Ben Brommer back. I think at, at times you just have to admit that you've lost mm-hmm. and move on to the next guy. And it, it comes down to like opportunity cost. What do you what do you spend in your energy on? And and to be honest, I, I mean Sean Becton had been so good at developing relationships and then showing that proof in the tight end room. It's not that that Coach Satterfield can't or won't or will not put good tight ends together for Nebraska moving forward, but, but Becton's 
had a history of success in the room. He's no longer part of the staff. That's uh, too bad for that room, and that's too bad for, for Ben Brommer. Uh, and, and obviously they moved on from Scott Frost. So the fourth D commitment, uh, Malachi Coleman, O'Marion Miller, Barnes, the running back yesterday, and Brommer. You also lost number 12 in the portal. That's Mosai Newsom, defensive lineman. He is on his way out the door. You sent me an Instagram update. What's your read here on, on Anthony Grant? Well, that's interesting that you should ask that. And I, I did send the, the little update. Anthony Grant posting on an Instagram story today, which I guess it's uh, it's a little funny reading this far into it. But the message he put on it was for a uh, a Florida State kid who was entered the transfer portal, and he just reposted that on his Instagram story and said, "Come to Nebraska, brother." Which you wouldn't think a guy who's hey, about to enter here. his name in the transfer portal would be putting that as Instagram. So, as it stands right now, he would lean towards the fact that that. You're reading in by saying, hey, you're getting some peer recruitment. Uh, Anthony Grant is staying put. And you'd assume this comes on the heels of uh, Coach Barthel having some sort of meeting with the maybe Anthony back, Grant right. one-on-one, but uh, at least the, the running back room as a whole. And now Anthony Grant saying, come to Nebraska, brother. That that makes me think mm-hmm. that, that Anthony Grant will be sticking around and will be uh, having uh, a few more seasons for Nebraska. We will see. Obviously, things can change between now and the end of the uh, the transfer portal coming up here in a couple weeks. But as it stands right now, that's where I'd put my money that Anthony Grant will be uh, on the roster. Maybe not Nebraska's starting running back next year. We'll see what kind of talent gets brought in, but he'll at least well, be on the roster Well, we don't know anything year. about A.J. Allen mm-hmm. yet. I know A.J. Allen was the transfer from TCU. He was close with Coach Applewhite, and uh, he ended up dinging his shoulder and, and preserved the red shirt because he'd only seen him in four games of action. Should be noted, Semantics uh, was committed to TCU and ended up flipping his commitment. Was never attended TCU. Okay, so thanks. Not- so he's not a transfer. He's just a decommit that, that Applewhite was able to bring with him. Uh, another name to, to look at here when we talk portal, we, we've talked portal defections. Jaheim Bell is uh, put his name in the portal, tight end at South Carolina, uh, does he find his way to Lincoln and follow uh, his position coach in, in Satterfield, the offensive coordinator? Time will tell with that. Let's spend a minute, though, uh, here on Bryce Turner. This is interesting. Because this is good. And and you look at Turner, and he's a 6'2", uh, wide receiver and running back. A handful of carries. He's under 200 yards rushing. But... The point is, is, is he can carry it, probably jet sweep or reverse. But the, the speed and track ability, and it's a dual get for Nebraska with Bryce Turner. They get a football player that can just burn 10-2 in the 100. Uh, is he, he's right around 20 in the, in the 200 uh, meter. Uh, I, I can't... Uh, I can't sneeze that fast. Uh, and then you, you have uh, also attending Nebraska for track. So you're getting a ball player that is track speed, but is a football guy. And you look at who else is recruited, Bryce Turner. And this is one of those guys that, that Matt Rule looks at, the receiver room looks at, the OC looks at. And I know they don't have a head receivers coach, but follow me. You just see how good he is uh, with that that gift of of being able to burn. And uh, Texas football, a lot of talent down there. Eastern Washington is a place that that's recruited him. Uh, you also look at some of the other offers, and and didn't 
at 62-180. Didn't grade out to be really rated at all in the 24-7 composite. And you know what? I don't care. I know we look at recruiting rankings and we who else has offered the guy. This is par for the course for rule. This is par when it comes to development, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the, the development phase. And the, the, the speed is undeniable. Shy of 500 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, you had uh, the Class 4A state champ in track. That's a win. That's big. Um, so you got to kind of just l- trust the coach's eye and plan here, I would think, uh, opposed to, okay, who else is recruiting the kid? Sometimes you find a dude you really like, you know what you can work with, you know what you can do, and that's good enough for you. And everyone else missed the boat because they're not as good as developing. And, and there's two things I want to ask. We're, we're going to be talking to his coach here a little bit later this hour on 440. It's Robert Jones, mm-hmm. a head coach of Bay City High School. And uh, we're going to be talking with him. There's two things I want to ask him. First, what position do this coaching staff want to put him at? Mm-hmm. When you hear 6'2", 180, that kind of sounds like it could be a, a tweener between a running back and a wide receiver. And with that speed, which I'll, I'll get to in a second, uh, really opens up a lot of things. But you look at the high school roster of Bay City, and he's listed at 6'2", 160. So I, I want to figure out which number is accurate there. Whenever I hear 160, you assume that's more wide receiver weight. Mm-hmm. 6'2", 180, you can put, maybe put a little weight on, put him at running back. So uh, I want to get his take. But we were talking about what Matt Rule loves to do with speed and, and really just athletic traits that they can go find in high schoolers. They may not be big-name high school recruits, and this is a guy that didn't have a Power 5 offer until yesterday. Got the offer, decides to commit, and, and now he's going to be running track and uh, playing football at Nebraska. But what stands off the page is his speed. 10 was his best time last season in high school, and I did some research, Smitty. A 10 500-meter dash would have put him in 17th place at the NCAA uh, tournament final this past season. To top 20 in kids. the world. Top, top 20 in the among college-age kids mm-hmm. in the world. Well, yeah. Ten, a 10 That is phenomenal. That, that means like this guy can step onto a track next year at Nebraska and assuming that his body doesn't get changed too much by the football team, can realistically go compete as one of Nebraska's top 100-meter dash guys next year in, in, the, in the track and field. That's phenomenal for a, a guy in track, but now you're trying to move him over to the football field, and I'm sure there's going to be some development that needs to go on here, but this is what Matt Rule's specialty is, finding guys, especially on the track, that have an athletic gift, something that really you can't teach. And a 10-2-5, I don't think you can teach if you're running that as a 17-year-old. No, you, you can't teach that, and what you do is you take that gift, and you use it, and you develop a football player that is going to bring the most out of that gift and, and that speed. And we'll see what Matt Rule does with it, but that's that's the number one thing that stands off the page. Well, what he has is a rarity, mm-hmm. right? He has top 20 uh, burning ability in, in the world of college slash seniors in high school football. And uh, you look at, at what you would think would need to be refined, it's, it's work that, that Nebraska can do. Is he, how raw is his route running? How raw is his footwork? He's a guy that can dominate because he's way faster than you. And what's that top end speed? Uh, Presumably, it doesn't take him too long to giddy up by about step two or three, and then he's shot out of a cannon. And it really speaks to what Coach McBride has talked about for a long time, and other experts we have on just 
the need for speed to go top gun on you here. Well, can, can I bring up some more information here? A guy that we all remember as being one of the fastest guys in college football within the past decade is DeAnthony Thomas. Yep. Guy had top end speed. His best ever 100 meter dash, including his times in college, was a 10.57. Okay. So, so you need you need that track speed to translate Willie Galt style onto the football but, field. But that's what we're talking to here in, in terms of speed. This is not a guy that's exceptionally fast for a football field. This is a guy that's exceptionally fast for the track. Ten two five. He he was three tenths of a second faster than DeAnthony Thomas's best ever time as a college kid. That's th- this is ridiculous speed we're talking about, and we'll see what kind of changes happen to his body to turn him into a football player. Maybe he loses some of that top end speed. I don't know. But right now, that that is the number one selling point of this kid is he is not only faster than anyone that's probably currently on Nebraska's roster. He could be one of the fastest guys in the Big Ten walking onto campus next fall. Well, and and they did it at Baylor, and it worked at Baylor, taking some track kids and putting them on the football field. Mitch Sherman will join us, and then Bay City head coach Robert Jones on the way. Matt Schick, great to be with you. On a Tuesday, it's Hale Varsity, and we're presented by Currency. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency Tuesday edition. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and I don't know if he's got the the ice cream cake going or if he's a chocolate cake guy, but uh, he's 39 again. We uh, welcome in Mitch Sherman from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, happy birthday, dude. Well, thank you. It's nice of you to notice. I'm actually 36 because that, <laughs> that's uh, that's why are you laughing? No, because that's that's the, that's how old I was on the day that my son was born. So we share a birthday, and uh, I no longer celebrate them after 36. So perpetually 36. And uh, I won't tell you. Well, he's in sixth grade because I don't care because I'm 36. Yeah, sure. No, good. Good work. I'm uh, I'm going to stay uh, I'm going to stay the old Hank Aaron forever, I think, right? 44 is where I'm at and we're not moving up uh we're not moving up any further. We're we're just going to stay. I like what you're saying. We don't celebrate after a certain number. Uh, mm-hmm. the the Matt Rule World Tour or I should say the Nebraska State Tour uh, saw him get about everywhere and spend a lot of quality time. I want your reaction to to Ben Brommer flipping down the state. Yeah, I was surprised to wake up this morning and get that news. And it was before 7 a.m. when he made the call over there. I, I, I believe it happened this morning. I talked briefly um, on on DM to Ben this morning and, and had talked to his dad, Mark, uh, for quite a while yesterday. And, and it was a intriguing conversation because I think, you know, Mark Bramer, the coach at Pierce, and the, and the middle school principal there is somebody who's been in coaching for a long time in the state of Nebraska. And, you know, he makes no um, – he doesn't try to hide the fact that he, he still has a lot of um, strong feelings in a positive way for Scott Frost and the job that, that Scott did to, to create opportunities for Nebraska high school athletes. And I think there's a sense oftentimes when there's a coaching change that if you like the previous coach, you don't like – the new coach or, or, or vice versa. And in, in, in hearing about the meeting, uh, meetings, I guess you could say that, that Bramer, both Ben and Mark had with Matt rule and Marcus Satterfield on Saturday when, when they flew up to, to Norfolk and, and then drove over to Pierce, um, they did like the new coaches. And, you know, this is a guy who is entrenched 
in small town Nebraska coaching and education, meeting a coach who is from New York and has coached in Philadelphia and just came from the NFL and is about to get paid $9 million a year. You know, there was a reason for those two probably not to see eye to eye, and they did um, because of the personal skills that Matt Rule has. And even that was not enough to persuade Ben from waking up this morning or deciding yesterday that he was going to go with Iowa State which had built a great deal of trust with him through Matt Campbell and the assistant coaches on that staff, uh, Mouser, the tight end coach, um, Nathan Shieldhouse, the uh, the new offensive coordinator who was promoted. Um, it, it, Nebraska could not overcome that despite the good vibes that the Bramer family got from, from Matt Rule and, and Marcus Satterfield. Mitch, it might not be a perfect analogy, but how I'm reading this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, is it's almost like, you know, the ex-girlfriend that got a new boyfriend and you meet the new boyfriend, you realize he's kind of cool and you kind of like him, but you, you want to act like you don't because, you know, he's, he's dating your ex. Is, is it a similar story to that where you're assuming you're not going to like the new staff? It, it's like the, the ex-girlfriend yeah. dating the new guy and then you, you meet him and you go, well, I, I can't actually overtly say I like you, even though deep down <laughs> I, I, I think you're a pretty cool guy. Well, I, th- I think they did say that they, that they like Rule. And, you know, it didn't pay off as far as, you know, getting – getting Ben to, to come end up at school at Nebraska. You never know. I mean, you never know with these things. You know, there's, there's great players, and I, I say great, like great high school players who I think have the potential to be very, very good college players who are leaving the state of Nebraska and are going to be signing with other Midwestern programs, you know, Big 12 programs, and St. Flores at, at Gretna, the quarterback, and, and Bramer, the tight end um, from Pierce. And, and you know, and then there's, and and then you, you have McIntyre McIntyre um, from Fremont signing with with Oklahoma. You know, it's Nebraska is not going to win it this time around. Um, but you see what's going on in college football this week, and there's a huge number of players every every December that are going to go into the transfer portal. And I hope it works out. And I think everybody hopes it works it works out for those guys at the schools that they're going to. But there is tremendous benefit for Matt Rule and his coaches to create these relationships, whatever opportunities they get to create relationships around the state of Nebraska so that if something does come up where it doesn't work out, and I'm not saying it won't work out for Bramer or for Flores or for McIntyre, but somebody somewhere in Nebraska is going to reap the rewards of, of, of having a head coach who is prioritizing, an outsider who is prioritizing the state of Nebraska. You see that I don't believe Matt Rule has left the state of Nebraska yet. Some of his, some of his assistant coaches are on the road um, out of state, and he's, and he's going to soon enough, and he needs to because he's got to get players from all over the place. But he's made it clear in this first week and a couple of days where he needs to start and what the foundation needs to be. And I think that's going to go a long way with, with helping form those relationships. You're already seeing – um, the work that he does and the way that he does it and why he won over Texas high school coaches so quickly the way that he did when he got to Baylor a few years ago. Mitch Sherman with us, Hale Varsity Radio. You can find Mitch with The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. I got a kick out of the, the posting with uh, with Maverick Noonan's mother. Uh, mm. You have the, the ping pong match 
24 hours earlier. It's Western Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, he's sitting down at a brewery, uh, pouring yeah. one with um, with the, the Nebraska fans and Western Nebraska. He just gets it, and his communication skills are, you know, by all accounts, are fantastic. So, folks want to in, engage with him uh, as we we fast forward here, Mitch. Um, what what's your feel right now with uh, with some key retention, uh, keeping guys like a Grant, like a Casey Thompson, part of the offensive line that does have experience? Do you worry about some bigger name uh, defections in the portal aside from a Houseman that's already at least put his name in there? Yeah, and I think he's gone. I don't think I don't think there's a chance that okay. That he's testing the waters and and you end up getting him back. Now, I mean, you never say never. And Nebraska sure. doesn't have a defensive coordinator or a linebackers coach. Um, but I get I get the feeling that that um, and you know a school that's going after him hard is Iowa. Um, and you know it's easy to see what Iowa does with its linebackers and what Jack Campbell did this year and and the way that they play defense. So, not saying he's going to go to Iowa, but I know Iowa has prioritized him as a as a target. So. We'll see where that goes. That would be doubly painful for Nebraska if if Ernest Hausman, the most promising young defensive player in the program, not only leaves an in-state kid, but leaves and ends up at another Big Ten school like Iowa. So, um, it's look, this kind of stuff is going to happen with the coaching change. You're going to have some pain at the beginning where you lose some recruits, and we've seen that. Um, and he'll have a chance to get some of those guys back. He has a chance with Malachi Coleman to, to, to get him back. And you're going to have players leave that you don't want to leave. You absolutely don't want Ernest Hausman to leave the program. Um, and, and there there will be others, I think, between now and and January when when you've got to enroll at, a, at another school. There's plenty of time still for guys to go in the portal. But um, he's got to do what he can and kind of weather the storm. And then the news will start to turn more positive as – as things flip and, and and you hear more about players who are coming into the program as transfers and recruits that Nebraska is adding. Uh, the first, the first recruit added today, um, an, a way under the radar um, kid out of Texas, out of East Texas, Bryce Turner, uh, who's, who runs a 10, three, you know, 10, two, five wind dated hundred meter dash at the Texas state meet last year. Um, you know, he's, he's fast um, and, and he's raw as a football player. And that, that is the kind of player that Matt rule and his staff at Baylor thrived at, at, at getting and developing. They're looking for that kind of athleticism, that kind of speed. It's why you saw Nebraska offer Jalen Lloyd, the speedster from Omaha West side and, and, and son of former Nebraska national champion or all American jumper Dahlia Ingram um, in, in the first hours that, that it was before his introduction as coach um, on, on Monday. Uh, it went, went out over the weekend to Jalen Lloyd because he's the exact kind of player that they're looking for, and that's the kind of player that they got from Texas today. So as we get through December and into January, uh, there's going to be more news like that with, and, and with bigger names and guys who are ready to contribute right away. But right now, you're kind of in the in the thick of things where – uh, between the the coaching change and the transfer portal, and the way that things work in college football right now, um, Nebraska is going to have to weather some blows, and they and they already are. Mitch Sherman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and Mitch, I think 
that, you know, like with the names we've seen in the transfer portal so far this week, I've been a little surprised with how few it's been. And really, Ernest Hausman's the, the main guy who's been a, a key contributor for this team. But something we talked about when Matt Rules introduced was the fact that we could see another spring exodus once some of these guys start getting in here, which I think is something you're alluding to. But should Husker fans be prepared for the, the eventuality that, that it might be a little bit tougher post-spring football with some of the names you might see going into the portal? You need to see that. There's about 67 or 68 guys on scholarship right now, which leaves Nebraska um, with the opportunity to add 17 or 18 newcomers. And Nebraska needs to add probably twice twice that number of newcomers between transfers and, and freshmen. Um, you know, it's got to be around 30. I think that's that's a that's a fair number. Um, if it's less than that, then you're going to be deficient at positions all over the field. Right now, Nebraska has more defensive backs in the program than it does offensive linemen and, and interior defensive linemen together. The, the balance of, of, of the roster, it's, it's out of balance. So you, and you can't get it back in balance with going into, you know, by going into the summer um, without having more guys leave. Um, and, and some of it is just going to be a natural kind of progression. Uh, I believe there are 10 juniors, uh, soon-to-be seniors in the program who, who would be going into their sixth year. And I'm talking about guys like Casey Thompson and Anthony Grant and Braxton Clark, and, and you know there there are there are, there are ten of them. Um, some of those guys aren't going to stick around, so that's going to bring your numbers down a little bit. And every number that you bring down is an opportunity to bring in a freshman or a transfer or a junior college player, um, and that's how they're going to get better, and that's how they're going to fix the the inadequacy that's on the roster right now. So yes, Elijah, you're, you're seeing it right now. You've seen nine guys going to the portal in the last week. You're going to see more, I, I, w- I would think, um, as December goes along. And then there will be another round after spring ball. Mitch Sherman with us uh, celebrating uh, birthday number 36. Follow him on Twitter at Mitch Sherman. Read him with The Athletic. Mitch, uh, enjoy your day. Thanks for the update and giving us time. Uh, as always, man, uh, appreciate you. Yep, good to talk to you. Thanks a lot. There he is, Mitch Sherman with us. Uh, good to spend time. Good insight there on the portal recruiting transfer uh, the, the the first week of Matt Rule. On the way, Coach Robert Jones with us from Bay City, Texas. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity presented by Currency. Good stuff from the Athletics, Mitch Sherman, Matt Schick of ESPN, you, and Sirius XM next hour. We welcome in head coach for Bay City, Texas, Robert Jones, football and track. Coach Jones, thanks for a few minutes with Hale Varsity. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Well, appreciate your time. Let's uh, find out some more about Nebraska and Coach Rule's first commit, Bryce Turner. And uh, Coach Jones, tell us about Bryce kind of his mentality and uh, what makes him special when it comes to using that speed on the field? Well, first off, I just want to uh, congratulate Bryce. Uh, 
Absolutely, let them know we're proud of him, uh, and that's a big thing for him. And the, the kid Bryce, he's he just he's a stand-up kid. He's a hard worker. He's a guy that you can uh, count on. He's gonna show up every day and go to work. You know, and he's 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 blessed with God-given speed, and you know you can't coach that. And you know it was a blessing to have him on my team the last two years, and then this third year going into the third year. You know what I'm saying? It was a blessing to have him. He had a breakout year. And he had made some big plays for us, and you know he's a playmaker. You know what I'm saying? Everybody looked at him as a track kid, but I know he can get out there on that football field and make plays, and he showed it this past season. Real quick, Coach, and you've probably had kids play football that, that are track guys, but is is Bryce a guy that's a track guy that is more of a football player? Do you get what I'm asking? Does he have that tenacity on the gridiron? Yeah, absolutely. He got that tenacity. When I, when he first came back to Bay City, because he had moved off, because he went through elementary to Bay City ISD, then he moved off to Lockhart, like in the Austin area, and then he came back his sophomore year. So that was my first time getting introducing myself to him. I met, I me and his mom went to school together. So when we was in high school back in the day, in the early, early in the late '90s and early 2000s, so I kind of knew the family. You know, what I'm saying they brought him back to Bay City, and I've been working on it for the last two to three years. And you know, and he he got that tenacity. He's he's in his mindset, he's a football player. I know a lot of guys think just because of speed, he's a track guy, but that guy kid loves football. He's not scared to go to work. He's scared. To, He's ready to strap it on and go out there and make plays. He's very physical. He got the, the physical attributes that you need to play at the at the D one level. And I'm glad that he got that that, that opportunity. Nebraska gave him an opportunity to go out there and show what he could do. With, with ten two five speed, I mean that that's world class for a kid of his age. You would think that that's a guy who would be you know a track kid at heart. But you're saying that it's always been his dream to be a football guy. Yeah, it's his dream always been to go play play college football. You know, he had all the opportunities in the world to go play track, but me and him we just been keeping our fingers crossed that. He'll get that chance to go to the next level and play play college football, and then it so happened that you know what I'm saying they're gonna give him a chance to, to run track also with that speed he got. You know what I'm saying it's like you said it's world class. I mean people been knocking down the doors trying to trying to get him to come run track, but he wants to play football. So I just told him we just gonna put our trust in God and just see what happens. And then today it happened, and that's a blessing, and we want to thank God for that also. You mentioned the fact that you and his mom go way back. Does he get that speed from his mom? Yeah, his family. They they understand. He comes from a very athletic family on his mom's side. His, his aunt. You know what I'm saying? I went to school with his aunt. His mom was younger than me, but his aunt graduated in my class. So he was very close, and I've been knowing that family for a long time. They was very athletic coming through school. So he'd get that speed from that side if I, if I, was, a, if I was a bet on it. <laughs> Coach Robert Jones, Bay City, Texas, with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Bryce Charter, uh, Nebraska, and Coach Rule's first commit, uh, Speedster, uh, 6'2", uh, from Bay City. Uh, what is it about Coach Rule? And you've been around the state a while. His ability to connect uh, in Texas, Nebraska and Texas, not that foreign. But when Rule got to Baylor, uh, he really hit it off with a number of the high school coaches in Texas. What is it about Coach Rule and his ability to to produce in the state of Texas? Well, well, from what I know, you know, going to the Texas High School Coaches Association, big clinic that they have down here in Texas, it's a big thing. And those college coaches, they get up there and they talk to all the high school coaches, and they got an open door policy. Anytime that we need anything from those guys, they they dare to give it for it, give it to us. If we got video, they want to come in and watch a practice, want to sit in on meetings. Those guys got an open door policy, and I think Coach Rule did a great job of that when he was at Baylor. I mean, and you know what I'm saying that that helped a lot for the high school coaches to try to learn and go down there, go to their clinics, and, you know, learn the ins and outs, learn the little details and all the drills that they do. And they got everything at the at the drop of a dime. They'll get it to you. So hats off to those guys at the college level, especially Coach Rule, because he did a great job at Baylor when he was there. Tell me about Coach Rule on offense and just his philosophy when it comes to using speed like Bryce on offense. 
Well, he was big one. I mean, I'm just picking off what I know when he was at Baylor. He, he went and got some of, some of the fastest kids in the state of Texas and put him on that roster. And you see how that ex- exploded into one of the most explosive offenses in the nation. And I think that's hats off to those guys going out looking for the guys that are just not looking at the five-star athletes. And you know, sometimes it could be deceiving just going out getting five-star athletes besides looking at the film and getting the guys because numbers don't lie. When you got speed, you can't coach speed. But all the other stuff, the little, little uh, ins and outs, you know what I'm saying, the, little, the, the small detail stuff, those guys at the college, well, that's what they're paid for, and that's what they're good at. So getting a guy like Whitman with the size and the speed that this kid got, it's unmatching. You know, you can't find that too many places, and I'm glad they gave him a chance. I promise you, they'll go down there and make the Cornhuskers proud. Well, you mentioned Coach Rule using the, the, the fastest kids in Texas, recruiting him and, and using him at Baylor, but you have the fastest kid in Texas on your roster in Bryce. What was that like for you this, this past summer and even the summer before that, trying to, to game plan during the offseason knowing you got a kid like that? Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, we had uh, did seven on seven all summer, so we got a kind of got a good 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 grasp of what we was doing. Him and the quarterback got some got some chemistry together. And with the young quarterback that we had, he was only a sophomore. So I wish Rice had another year, but I know I mean that's wishful thinking. But you know he had a great year with the, the young quarterback, and you know they they got a good connection in the summertime. Like I said, we qualified to the state tournament in seven on seven, then come in this year and to make the playoffs for the first time. Uh, since 2018, and to win eight games for the first time since 2005 was a big thing. So those guys, he was a big part of the turnaround that we had in Bay City. So hopefully we turn the page and we're going to go to bigger and better things. Coach Robert Jones with us, head football coach, head track coach at Bay City. Coach, as we end it, and it's been a pleasure to meet you and talk about Bryce with you. Tell me about your football program, what, what type of culture you want to instill in the young men you get to coach and lead. Well, I, I tell the kids all the time, uh, student athletes for a reason. You got to be that student first. You don't get these type of opportunities if you don't take care of your stuff in the classroom. And when you take care of your stuff in the classroom, your athletic ability will take care of itself. You know, and then we just got to be high character guys. You got to be dependable guys, respectful guys. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And do what's right. And, and when you ask student athlete and you're trying to do what's right, you're going to be different from the other people. So we try to be different and be the role models on campus and lead by example. Coach, last thought. I, I know I just said that, but last thought. What is it? What what is? Uh, what's the mystique about about Texas and, and the football down in Texas? What makes it so great? Well, it's if, if, if I was the, from my opinion, I think just the support that we get from the community. Okay. So we're a small town in base. It's eighteen thousand people, but when a Friday night comes, everything shuts down, and you know the support we get uh, from the community, the school board members, everybody. It just it's just different. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta come down here and see it to understand what I'm saying with the facilities that we got, the money that's pumping into the school system, and it's big time. And, and the kids love it. And in in Texas, football is basically the bobble, if you want to put it in short terms. <laughs> sure. So, with, with that kind of support, are there 18,000 new Husker fans down in the heart of Texas? Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> coach Robert Jones with us, Bay City High uh, football coach, track coach, uh, Bryce Turner headed to Lincoln. Coach, best to you. Uh, have a good rest of the week. Thanks for a few minutes today. Thank you, sir. Uh, there he goes, Coach Robert Jones with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Good intel on uh, his talented athlete, his football guy, and yes, his track guy, but it's football first for Bryce Turner. We'll get that interview uh, posted up on the podcast with Hale Varsity Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and of course the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. We're streaming live on Hale Varsity YouTube. A quick timeout. We'll wind down Hour 1 Hale Varsity presented by Currency.
Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Winding down Hour 1, Hale Varsity Radio. Some thoughts from Fred Hoiberg. Coming up here a little less than an hour as Nebraska gears up for Indiana from well, top 10 to, to more top 10. Purdue looms on Saturday as well. Get to some of your emails coming up. Can email the show Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Anxious to, to hear from Matt Schick, not only with uh, his great work uh, with ESPN, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Schick and Nick podcast, but he's a proud Colorado Buffalo. Oh, that's where you're going. Mm-hmm. Here I was thinking you were going to go for the Dr. Pepper halftime. Well, th- that's really cool. That's awesome. He owns it. He's been doing it for years. But, I mean, he's all over, all about Prime. And and he's a guy that's got to spend time with, well, actually, Coach Prime's got to spend time with him uh, over his career. <laughs> yeah, 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 like twisted around a little bit, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, Schick is still grinning. We are going to try. We are we are loading up this uh, this Sherman tank that Mike Babcock has has rented for our trip to Boulder. I mean, you got Jay Moore the muscle. You got Babbers. You know, it's like he's D Day in Animal House. He's probably got the army helmet on. You and I uh, guarding the cooler. And if we drag Schick with us, or at least pick him up from the airport. Man, the possibilities are endless for September 9th. Well, see, I'm wondering here if we can try to work a, a sponsorship with Offutt Air Force Base to get, like, an armored flight into Boulder. <laughs> we can land at the airport and see, hey, if, if Offutt needs some you sponsorship. Do, you, don't, you don't want to drive is what you're telling me. You don't, you don't want to pull off the 6P to, to uh, the 2 a.m. drive like no, I, me and Robert did. I am perfectly uh, fine with that. Me and, me and, uh, and, and, and Rob. Roberto. Well, do you, do you not remember my day trip to Denver over the summer where we woke up like at 1 a.m. on a, a Sunday morning and drove all the way to Denver, caught a Rockies game, caught a Nuggets game, and then drove home that night and I was still back in time for the show on Monday? Yeah, you did Denver. pull that and, and you weren't happy about it. I, I, I'm, but if it's in my past, I can pull it off again. I, I wouldn't like to make it a habit, but I can do it. I think what we do is we just, praying there's no rail strike, I think we just take the train. Oh. We should be able to take the train to Lodo mm-hmm. and then go from Lodo to Boulder. I would think there's train, transportation. Well, see, and I also, I got family in Colorado that mm-hmm. I'm not saying I could rent a car from them, but I, no, I could we probably had, rent a car or get a free ride. We had an incredible time in, in 2019, aside from the game in the finish. But uh, we were set up at, uh, it was a giant tailgate with our friends from Blur. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were out there doing shows. Cranax got a friend who owns his own distillery that shocks nobody not dispensary distillery and we were doing a show friday at the uh, the distillery in south denver which was just phenomenal well, that was incredible i think i was producing that show i know you were we were having all sorts of whiskey and it was wonderful <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of whiskey it was good we behaved and then it was uh it's all over it, man. Great ball game. I don't know if that's going to be big, big noon kickoff. It'll be a lot of fun if it's a night game in Boulder because it's been a long time since you rock and rolled and preferably a night game without snowballs being chucked. Mm-hmm. 
because that tends to happen in well, Colorado. I think we're going to be fine at the beginning of September. No, I know. Could be wrong. No, no, I'm saying... You yeah. never know about that Colorado yeah. weather. You don't need a, a night game with snow available to the Buff fan base. We'll hear from Matt Schick, Coach Prime, some Nebraska college football thoughts. Hail Varsity continues, and we're presented by Currency. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th Annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency for all your equipment, financing needs. Go Currency, we welcome in Matt Schick with ESPNU, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, proud Colorado graduate, Mr. Schick, how we doing? Well, that's the only time, uh, maybe in the last 20 years, that I've asked anyone to refer to me as proud Colorado graduate. You know, those words haven't gone together very often over the last 20 years, Schmitty. So, uh, yeah, you know, you could have said ESPN, you could, and you did, but, you know, if you would have just said proud Colorado graduate, it would have been fine. But a good week. Well, well Schmitty, you missed a, a big part of the intro here, and that's noted Dr. Pepper halftime show I, host. Well, yeah. and Chicken Nick host. And, I, I didn't yeah. want to say anything. I didn't want to say anything. You know, the Dr. Pepper stuff is totally, you know, this. I mean, there's too many bona fides to have to list. Um, <laughs> you know, as, as a soda drink uh, tuition giveaway is probably near the top. Well, we uh, I was catching up on the Shook and Nick podcast, and you you fellas, you and Nick, man, you, you have a party. And if you don't subscribe, it it's awesome. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Herd Ad Media, Shook and Nick Show, uh, at ESPN underscore Shook. But... Uh, so I picture you, we're not doing the video stream right now. I, I picture you wearing, you're, you're probably going with uh, the, the gold Colorado hoodie right now. And, and true or false, you own lots of Louis Vuitton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a lot of luggage and it's Louis. Um, Prime, um, given the mother of all speeches. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Uh, first of all, not wearing the hoodie because uh, I took it off. I was celebrating, so shirtless. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the Louis part is just so good. Like, name, like, count the number of coaches who could go into a room and say, I'm bringing my luggage with me, and it's Louie, in reference to the transfers that he's going to bring to replace the kids <laughs> that are sitting two feet in front of him. And... Like, I think you can count on one finger, and it's, it's prime time. Mm. I mean, it's just he can do whatever he wants. And, of course, he hasn't lost any games yet, hasn't coached any there. Uh, but uh, he's going to win the offseason every year, I'll tell you that much. Well, 
give me your thoughts here because I don't know if you know him, know him, but you've he's shared the stage with you multiple times, correct? Yes, he has. I have lent him my stage <laughs> um, multiple multiple times. Uh, people have been there to see me, and I'm like, hey, by the way, here's this guy Dion. Don't know if you know him. I'll uh, let him steal five minutes of my limelight. Yeah, I've um, just worked with him in, in a professional capacity maybe four or five separate times down at the Under Armour All-America Week. He's popped onto the set to film a couple of promos that we've had to do. Um, and so, we've, you know, we've gotten along fine. There's not, it's not like he's a friend of mine or anything. I don't want to overstate it, although he will be getting a Christmas card now. <laughs> but, um, you know, when, um, you know when, when I have... Uh, we do something called the Under Armour All-America Game. We do the uh, the jersey presentation. And it's a dinner. It, it's not a dinner. It's a get-together in a huge auditorium. There's, you know, hundreds of family members, parents, aunts, uncles of these players. And, and there's, you know, 90-plus players that have been selected to play in this game. And the night before the game, they do this ceremony. And so I'll get up there, and I'll MC. I'll crack a few jokes and... You know, they all land, obviously, but um, I, I get up there and I, you know, say a few things and then we, I'll introduce a panel and then, you know, in the past, maybe an Ed Reed, a Ryan Clark, a Dion gets up there. Um, and, it, and as we're talking, we're having conversations, Dion starts to speak and immediately there's call and response from the audience. Like there is, I mean, like he says a sentence and you can hear the verbal affirmation from the crowd. And I've never experienced anything like it. Like I'm sitting four feet away from him going, oh, my goodness, like this is and it's genuine. You know, he's and he flips a switch. There's no doubt about it. Like he's not like this all the time. You can't and uh, have a you know, you'd you'd have a heart condition if you were like that all the time. But he is um, as as captivating a speaker as you will find. Uh, now, what does that mean? Can he coach? Well, if you can captivate an audience of 500 people, like I've seen him do, can you captivate a living room with Billy and his parents? Mm-hmm. Uh, my guess is you probably can. And then it's a matter of are you hiring the right coordinators? Are you doing this through that? So, but but I think you know the, the first thing you have to do is be able to recruit, and he's recruiting good coaches. We're seeing that right now. Willie Taggart looks like he's going to join on. Uh, Tim Brewster looks like he's going to join on. Uh, maybe even a Mike Zimmer has been rumored as a guy who might come on, the former head coach of the Vikings. So the, the, he he draws a crowd, and uh, we'll see if he draws a good team. Matt, what do you make of his exit from Jackson State? There's been a, a lot of talk about that in, in recent days, just with, with how he did it, you know, going down to Jackson State, saying he wants to, to change the culture around HBCUs, and now he's going off taking another job. Do you fault Dion for that, or, or do you think there is something to the people that criticize him for leaving Jackson State in the way he did? Well, I don't think anyone can do anything in this day and age without being criticized. So let's be honest about the situation. If if a team did not, if he interviewed and did not and did not get a job, those places would be criticized for not hiring Dion. Uh, Colorado takes a coach who, by the way, it's the third consecutive African American head coach that they take and that they've hired as head coach. And Dion referenced that in his introductory thing. So Colorado gets certainly gets credit for that as they should it's a really good and powerful statement that they're making and then for Dion, you know I, I i get the hey i came to you know 
rebuild HBCUs and, and do great for HBCUs. You know, he coached three seasons there, two years. Um, I, I, I don't know what the long-term plan was. I know Bamani Jones has said, hey, you, you know, you pretended like you'd be there for 10 years and you were out there after two. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't – just because he's not there doesn't mean he's not going to still – you know, be a central figure there. I'd be very surprised and disappointed if he just left them in the lurch. But at the same point, like he's created, he created so many opportunities for people there and brought a voice to a lot of voiceless people there that it, it was a pretty powerful play that he did there. I just don't know what the expectation was. So I can't, you know, does he deserve to be criticized? I mean, did he, did he go back on a promise that he made? Did he say, I'm going to be here long term and, and if I'm not, then you know uh, that, that's going back on my word. I, I don't, I don't really know. But um, to label him a sellout, I think is like you know, Dion can't win. You know, no, no one can win. It's just people are just always looking to criticize. I would hope that you know Colorado has said, hey, we're gonna, we, we'd like to help out Jackson State in any way that we can. Um, and I hope that they do because I think what he, the work that he's doing there is important. Um, so, so I can get some of the criticism, but I also think some of it's a little over the top. Matt Schick with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. It's not like Dion was fishing for work. I mean, he was <laughs> doing his thing, and three to four to five programs said, A, this guy's winning down there. B, think what he could do on a larger stage, and to your point, the living room. And he's he's old school, man. He's kind of Old Testament with – how he built his football program. So he uh, he's going to coach you, he's going to love you, but he's also going to be extremely demanding, case in point, that first team meeting where guys are taking their hats off and taking their earrings off. So, well, it was, it was funny that he made that speech while wearing a hat. No, I, I, <laughs> you know? He should have like, wearing a big hat is what he should have been doing. Like, yeah, he should have worn I don't want any hats in here. And then he's got the biggest hat in Western civilization. Um, would have been good. Yeah, he's, um, you know what helps is that, like, you're getting the balance of prime with the swagger, with the, hey, he's the most, he's the most important person in any room he walks into. He's the biggest person, the most famous person, but he's also a dad. He's also got, he's got college age kids, you know, so, you know, I mean, having kids, really forces a little maturity out of you. And this is not your dad's prime. This is not your grandfather's Deion Sanders. It's, it's, he's different. Um, now, I will say that one of the hesitancies to hiring prime was that, um, that I, I, do, I do wonder how manageable it will be. Like It's almost like you're going to have to just let him go. You're going to have to let him do his thing. He does things at 100 miles an hour. He wants things done a certain way, and he's probably not going to take no for an answer. And so, you know, Rick George, I would have loved to have been Rick George during the hiring process. I would have loved to have been the AD, Rick George, at Colorado. The day was announced. I'm not sure I want to be Rick George moving forward. <laughs> um, you know, maybe after a win, yes. But there's going to be a lot of, hey, Dion, or hey, Coach Prime, I'm – you know, I'm sorry, we can't. This transfer that you want doesn't qualify. Like we have strict. Like, whoa, you, are you sure this is what we want to do here? I mean, are you sure you don't want to 
loosen some of these restrictions here at Colorado and ha- allow these tre- credits to transfer a little bit easier. Th- those are the kind of things that you know Colorado's taken a knock on before because I-, I don't think they're all pulling in the same direction in the past. Hopefully this is the start of that because if you're not with them, you're against them, and I don't think you want to be against the young. Matt Schick's with us, ESPNU, uh, of course, uh, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Schick and Nick Show, at Schick and Nick on Twitter, and at ESPN underscore Schick is where you can uh, follow him. So we have the, uh, the the roadie already planned. We're going back to Boulder. We were there in, in 2019 for the mother of all meltdowns and then the overtime loss. We did live shows before and after. Uh, Mike Babcock, because he's been to Boulder a lot, has rented a Sherman tank, so we'll be safe. <laughs> Babbers is driving. Elijah and I are in the back. Jay Moore's our muscle. Are you in? Are you riding with us? Well, uh, here's the thing. First of all, Mike Mike should just you know have his old beat up Pinto and just drive that out there. Just leave something, <laughs> drive something that you don't worry if it doesn't come back. You know that's really what you have to do. Uh, always bring spare tires with someone who knows how to change one. That's always good advice. Uh, I would certainly be in. I, I am. I'm trying to lay the groundwork for our college game day ESPN radio show to go live from there. If I can somehow guarantee some sort of sit down with Prime or something, I might have to massage it. I don't know if Dion cares that I went to Colorado. Frankly, I don't know that he cares about me at all right now, uh, but I need to I need to try and find a way to get out there for that. And if it means, you know, I, I know you're offering a ride, like there are airports there I could fly in. You know, I, I'm not sure I would need your ride, but I would love to be there with you. Um, and but, it, but I might need to wear some other garb. Like I, you can't ask me to wear Nebraska stuff that day, just that day. Like I will most of the year. But uh, I don't, and I don't know, frankly, how good that is for the Hale Varsity brand. To be honest with you, like, hey, everyone, come out, check us out. Here's our co-host Matt Schick in the in the Colorado gear. I'm hey, not sure that's good. It's all right. I had family that that never graduated from Colorado, but spent enough time there. He could have four doctorates, and uh, <laughs> it was it was always just a, a ton of fun to to go out there. Well, well, and, my, well, it's funny you talk about that because I was just talking about it this morning with my wife who. When we were dating, uh, they I spent Thanksgiving with her in Lincoln with her family, and then the morning of the one game, mm. we with her dad and her brother and her, we drove out that morning to go to the game, and they and Kelly, my wife, was talking about it today, reflecting. I'm like, oh yeah, we wanted to go because. It was like, yeah, it's just a stepping stone to playing for the national championship. Like, of course we're going to win. So they felt really confident about it. And, man, I, we had end zone seats right in front of the Dow Ward Center. Mm. And we were there when Chris Brown was scoring touchdowns. And I looked at her. She couldn't believe what was happening. I didn't know if we were going to stay together. I didn't know what was <laughs> going on. And after the game ends, I will never forget it, after the game ends, we go down toward the field. We didn't go on the field, but we were just going down toward the out of you know the sideline mm-hmm. area. And Colorado is there, and they see. And John Embry is the tight ends coach. Yep. Uh, this is before he was the failed head coach. He's the tight ends coach there, and he looks at my wife, my now wife, my girlfriend, and 
the parent and can see them in red, looks at them and looks off of the distance and says, that's going to be a long trip back down I-80. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my wife has never forgiven John M. <laughs> for the for those words. I think he's paid the price for being fired by that same school. But, uh, yes, we were reflecting on that trip back in 01, and I don't – she has never been back. I don't think she wants to go back, and I don't think there are a lot of Husker fans who do want to go back. The the last kicker I can throw in to seal this is uh, we can – he doesn't know it yet, but we'll uh, we'll stop in over at Barnett's place, and, and he'll put some ribs on the smoker for us. <laughs> there you go. That's what you got to do. I would love that. That he, would be great. He uh, he does that a rib off every summer. Uh, I've promised cases of corona, so maybe I just got to move that up. We are bringing cases of corona to, to Barney's house. The uh, showdown, the 9th of September, Nebraska, Colorado. Matt Schick, we're not done with you. More with Matt Schick on the way. Next segment, reminder to get buckled up. Hands on the wheel. Eyes and minds straight ahead. The driver has one job to buckle up. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Like what you hear, high-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Matt Schick's with us, ESPNU, uh, of course, uh, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Schick and Nick Show at Schick and Nick on Twitter and at ESPN underscore Schick. Matt, real quick on the playoff and the, the seedings, uh, thoughts. I'm, I'm glad TCU got in, but how about Georgia landing Ohio State out of the gate? It reminds me of 2017 when Clemson was number one. Bama loses its rivalry game at the end of the season in the Iron Bowl to, to Auburn in the kick six, and then they back their way into the playoff as a one-loss team because Wisconsin lost to Ohio State the Big Ten championship game. That opened the door for Bama. Bama thumps Clemson as the four seed and goes on to win the national championship. I'm not saying that's what Ohio State's going to do. I am saying that when you're the one seed in this four-team system, you don't get a lot of rewards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you should be. I would love to be in a system where you can pick your team. The number one team gets to pick its opponent. Who are you picking? I guarantee you it's not Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um a motivated Ohio State, an Ohio State team that's still licking its wounds. The scars have yet to even heal, and now they're getting back in the battle. That's going to be an outstanding game, um, just from the neck up of just seeing how motivated Ohio State is, uh, the new lease on life. The seeds were fine. The seeds were probably exactly as they should be. But if you're asking Georgia who they would rather play, uh, they would have made TCU the four without question. Matt, on uh, December 31st, those, those games are going to be played, and I have a wedding to attend. I texted the groom last night, and he informed what? me that there was not going to be any college football playoff on the television. Am I a bad person if I don't show up to watch college football playoff? 
No, that's fine. I was glad you you said it wasn't your wedding and you were considering. Uh, you were second guessing. It's your buddies. You know, that's good. I texted the groom, aka myself. Um, no, I, I texted. We'll just call this groom. No, I, uh, I I get it. And you know, this is really unfortunate about about things and the timing of things. First of all, the wedding is New Year's Eve. Yes, that's a big problem. Like that's a big like that's a hey, we've got your New Year's Eve plans. It's at my wedding. That's a huge problem for me. Um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, you know when football is. If you're, are you in the wedding? You're not in the wedding. I'm not in the wedding. There was a potential reach out to me to, to MC the reception, and I said no. Uh, <laughs> you're not going. Okay, you're so watching you're, football. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so you were on the cusp. You're essentially an usher in the wedding without being an usher. <laughs> like that's. Not in the party, the MC usher, that's all the same thing. Yeah, I, I would not fault you for not going. Uh, I would double the gift, though. Uh, I would double it. Because, frankly, you know, if you show up, you're one more head they got to pay for at the dinner. You know, dinners are about 50 bucks, 30 to 50 bucks a head. So you're saving them money on the front end. Plus, when it happens, when the wedding happens, they don't care if you're there. You're just a warm body who's there to give a gift. So you might as well just send the gift and go watch your football. Everyone's happy. Matt Schick with us. Uh, we started with Prime. We'll end with Prime. He is going to do what in year one? Do you have a win-loss projection? I know the, the roster thing's kind of important, which is in flux, but what can he do in year one? I think he can get to a bowl game. Hmm? I think he can get to a bowl game. Um, this was a team this year that could have, I mean, this is going to sound awful. They could have conceivably won three games. Yeah. I mean, it sounds terrible to even have to say that. But um, there's going to be an influx of talent here. The concern I have is we saw it work. We saw it not work at Nebraska with 15 transfers coming in. What's it going to be like when there are 30 at Colorado? So I don't know how that works in one year. Um, but I think the talent is going to be a substantial upgrade, and the Pac-12 is such that you could work your way into the top six mm-hmm. of that conference with just you know good coaching and, and, and bringing in talent. So I would say that's conceivable. Anything more than five or six wins I think is fairly outlandish. But I think prime plus the portal is a pretty good tonic. And uh, without the portal, we'd have, be having a very different conversation. But he's coming at a good time. Matt Shakes with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Matt, I know we said last thought there, but I got one more quick thing. It's been yeah. stuck in my crawl all weekend. Halftime of the SEC title game. I think you know where I'm going. There was controversy yeah, yeah. in that Dr. Yeah. Pepper halftime challenge. Explain yeah. to me the rationale between, but, uh, behind having a, a tiebreaker that occurs the day before not going to double overtime. It just doesn't seem very American of the Dr. Pepper halftime challenge to not play until there's a winner. Totally get it, and I'm glad you brought it up. Um, so... On Friday, as a Dr. Pepper employee, that does just does not make me put me in a tough spot at all. So on the day before <laughs> these conference championship games, so let me walk you through it. On Friday here in Charlotte, they have a walkthrough. Uh, so you know, us athletes have our walkthroughs the day before the game, <laughs> and so we go out on the field and they have the can set up. They have the whole thing set up, but they have like eight contestants, six or eight contestants that are competing. And there's no crowd except the people and the employees and everyone's watching, cheering them on. And that score indicates, dictates whether or not they get to do it on Saturday night. So the top two compete 
Saturday in the Dr. Pepper Challenge. That score that they get on Friday is also used as the tiebreaker. It's like in Wheel of Fortune when they say, hey, we drew numbers to see who start the game, and Billy, you go, you spin the wheel first. You know, that's kind of how that happens. You didn't see them pick numbers before the game started Wheel of Fortune, but you understand this is it. The problem is no one saw it. No one was aware. And we know the rules. It's, if it's tied, you go to a 15-second tiebreaker. And if it's tied after that, then whoever won it on Friday wins. Well, you know, you get some uh, liquor and alcohol and 70,000 people in a stadium, and they're told about rules of something that they did not know about, and they want to see a winner. They, you know, there's no ties in college football, and so uh, there can't be ties in the Dr. Pepper thing. So they did it right uh, and gave them both the scholarship, the, or the $100,000. I will tell you, when I showed up Saturday in Charlotte, it was the first thing they told me. They said, I'm not sure if you heard what happened in Atlanta, but <laughs> if it happens, we'll do the same thing here. I'm like, I got you, buddy. I understand it, and we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. So it was a lot of controversy, but I'm glad Dr. Pepper handled it the right way. And it was the first time for everything. I'm glad it wasn't me getting booed. That I would have been very self-conscious as the MC of that getting booed by those in Charlotte. I was glad that happened in Atlanta. Quickly, Matt, just something to run up the wire. I think if it happens in the future, change the overtime rules, back them up to 15 yards, sudden death, first person to get it in the bucket wins. <laughs> yeah, you know, here's the problem. You back it up to 15 and then at that point, you're like, okay, what, what happens? You know, where Clemson and North Carolina have come out onto the field. We're still waiting for someone. <laughs> <laughs> they are lining up for the kickoff, and we still have these cans out here. We, we wanted um, the kickoff, to... but, but Schick is in the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's all right. We're, hold on. This is a very, uh, very intense carbonated contest, everyone. <laughs> We'll be done as soon as possible. Matt Schick with us. Matt, uh, we'll uh, talk again. Thanks again. And if we don't, uh, before, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to your family, bud. You as well, guys. Talk to you soon. Got to love it, man. We went uh, from Coach Prime to sharing a stage with Matt Schick and Deion Sanders to the Dr. Pepper contest to just a trip to Boulder. Hmm. He, he may be a willing participant or not if we get him in uh, Mike Babcock's Sherman Tank. We're going to talk with Babbers about that tomorrow. We're going to show up in an armored vehicle, not to scare, but just to protect ourselves. And you are Googling right now uh, just what what type of vehicles are, are options. Well, no, I, I found a, a site that lets you rent bulletproof cars and armored vehicles. Okay. Uh, we're looking at... What's the number? You have to go more details in order to find it. Uh, would you like the <laughs> the Armored Pitbull, the Armored SWAT Cuda, the Armored Pitbull XL? Let, let's, let's check out this Armored Cuda. Give me the, the, the Tatanka. It's got a 4.5 liter V8, a five-speed manual uh, transmission. You can drive a stick. I can, so we're okay. good there. We're good there. Uh, vinyl seats, so no leather. It comes with a power winch with up to 10,000 pounds of towing. A power winch. (laughs) (laughs) And, and as Matt said, with an extra tire. It comes with one spare on the back, just in case. We're going to need four. (laughs) I like how it it doesn't say total capacity for eight people. It says total capacity for eight personnel. Ah, So so it's like it's a SWAT unit. And... uh, Power mirrors, if you were wondering. Also power mirrors. Either that or we just got to get some... Use Colorado plates. Well, no, get this. This is the best part. It comes with a public uh, a PA system, 
a public announcing system with a mic on the inside okay. with big speakers on top so he can talk to all the Colorado fans outside Wonderful. the car. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's incredible. Because that place isn't going to be tuned up at all This is with uh, Nebraska coming in. I, I can't believe all this, the features this thing has for an armored vehicle. It's phenomenal. I'm got to do it. I know what I'm saving up for. The power wench. Well, I don't even know how much you need to save up. You have to call for price. <laughs> yeah. We have, we've got Jay Moore. We're good. We don't need a, a power wench or a PA system. We'll um, tell Jay Bird to go sick buff fan, and it's okay. Hey, I'll, I'll warn you, Schmitty. I, I do know jujitsu. Kind of. Seriously? Not, not what, a, what, what belt are you? Is this a, is this a Kramer versus the twelve-year-old situation? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. you I get, have do not you get the, the Seinfeld reference. I have not advanced past the white belt, which is the uh, the first belt you receive before you have done really anything. Do you get a white belt for walking in the door. Yeah, yeah, you okay. do. You get a white belt for walking in the door, and eventually you get up to blue belt. But you need to do some competitions first. I haven't done any competitions, but I can handle some drunk Colorado. Are, you, are, are you kicking boards? No, no, no. This is all. Uh, it's like it's it's wrestling. But the, the, the oh. wrestling of MMA, okay. you know what I'm talking about, where you're, yeah, you're, I watched, you're putting people in chokeholds and armbars and whatnot? I watched MMA Saturday night. Oh, did you? It was, it was a good night of fights. Uh-huh. It was a good you night of fights. You that dude that's just bleeding everywhere. He got pummeled on, but he wouldn't submit. And then he, he like really played it up to the fans? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm impressed. You watched MMA. Well, it was on. I was at a watering hole with Coach Brett, and it was just unavoidable. We kind of got a kick out of it. One one old boy got, got the old shin... Between the knees, got got absolutely rocked in his jaw. Oh, the family jewels, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that guy went down, and I'm still a 10-year-old where anytime you see someone take a shot like that, specifically if it isn't you, it's funny because it isn't you. And the guy, they, they replayed it <laughs> where it's a slow-motion kick, and the guy is there, and then you see the ultimate reaction where his face crumples, and he just drops to his knees and he starts rolling around. And then he's trying to crawl to the ropes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got to come over for one of my uh, my UFC watch parties that we have occasionally. You got to come over. I can get, I can I get 15 people it. in my I living don't, room. I mean, and you hear the sound effect of when they do the, the Dirk Diggler kick, right? Mm-hmm. And you just hear bone on bone. Is is not good, but the shot to the to the uh, jewels was no good. You can but, laugh at that. But the but the aftermath was hilarious, where he's trying to crawl. Uh, we'll dive into some basketball. What's Eddie Katz think of Nebraska and Coach Hoiberg? That's on the way with Hale Varsity. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back to you. It's Hail Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. Vic in Denver is not a fan of me admitting publicly I can't drive a stick. I learned on one. It was an 87 Mustang convertible, candy apple red. And that wasn't a good combination. I was a horrible driver, probably still am, but was more so as a teen. So mom and dad sold, said uh, said Mustang, and I've not had to drive a stick shift since. See, I'm I, not saying I can, I just haven't in like 100 years. See, I learned stick on an old, uh, I think it was a 67 Volkswagen Beetle. You Yellow. damn hippie. Yellow. Um, Should take that out to Boulder. 
Uh, we no longer in our possession. My mom bought it on uh, Craigslist one night, and then after a couple of years, it started going bad. And we said, "Well, let's uh, let's sell this to whoever." And some guy drove all the way from Florida, or sorry, all the way to Florida in the Volkswagen. He, he it flew, lasted. Flew from Florida, and he drove all the way down the interstate in this old '67 Volkswagen Beetle. It wouldn't stop breaking down for us, but it was perfectly fine for him. So I learned on that. But then I really got my chops whenever I uh, took a trip to Africa to visit some family members that were living in Mozambique. So you were driving the uh, the Range Rover, the old Range Rover, which is right hand drive. So I'm on the right side, shifting on the left. left. Everything's backwards. Um, but uh, I, Did you I hit got an elephant or no? No elephants were harmed in the process of me learning how to drive stick on the right-hand side of the road. I did stall it a couple times and uh, almost flipped it, but other than that. Well, the gators were waiting. <laughs> uh, reminder here, uh, you have, let's get folks up to date before we jump to Fred Hoiberg. Uh, Jaheim Bell, South Carolina tight end in the portal. Expect Nebraska to look at him. Western Michigan defensive lineman, 70 tackles, 7 sacks. Uh, it is Andre Quarter. Uh, Nebraska out to him. So that is 10 portal offers for Nebraska. You'd like to know the future of Casey Thompson. Do you go quarterback? That's important. There's a couple of quarterbacks that are in the portal right now. You have Bryce Turner, the, the commit that's really good, uh, that we touched to talked to his high school head coach today. So check that out on the podcast. But Devin Leary, don't get him confused with Dennis Leary. Devin, the quarterback at NC State, he missed most of the year. You have Nathan Carter, the UConn running back that's been touched on as well uh, with the connection to, to Barthel. Uh, Dorian Singer, wideout, Arizona. Uh, you have a guard from Wisconsin, uh, Michael Furthy. Jeff Sims. Sims looked all right for Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. And you wonder if Coach Collins lands as Nebraska's defensive coordinator, if he can bring Jeff Collins with him. Uh, Adam True, uh, the first to report, uh, the national 24-7 sports recruiting analyst about Andre Carter. The uh, defensive lineman. And a name to watch, I think, moving forward. It's all reliant on what Casey Thompson wants to do. NIL is a huge factor here mm-hmm. with Casey Thompson. It's got to be. Three years ago, I think Casey Thompson's probably already in the portal if, if all the events that are happening today happened three years ago pre-NIL. I think he's already in the portal or, or already declared for the draft. But that NIL factor is huge. And you can look back and say, well, I can go another year at Nebraska where the, the, the fans seem to like me. They'll, they'll pay me to be here. And uh, I, I can just go one more year and then go try my luck at the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's a huge factor. But if, if Casey Thompson were to leave, I think a name to watch, Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. The quarterback. That'd be great. For a three-year starter, I believe, for Oklahoma mm-hmm. State and played in some very big ball games. Got knocked out this year. Mm-hmm. But that that's a name to watch. A lot of people are mentioned DJ. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name from Clemson. Ugalale. I think he actually did it pretty well there. I did. Yeah, yeah, no. I've heard it said enough that I didn't try it on my own. (laughs) See, I'm I'm not going to try it on my own here. I think that's more of a pipe dream for Nebraska, whereas Spencer Sanders seems like the guy that would want to take a a He's regressed. He's regressed because he got his first career start and lost in a shootout at Notre Dame during COVID, Mm -hmm. right, when Trevor Lawrence was out. He... uh, He just has gone downhill, and then he lost his offensive coordinator... To, to Virginia this year. Well, I mean, where I think Nebraska needs to go is a place where a guy is looking to cash in on NIL opportunities. Mm-hmm. DJ is a guy that's going to try to, you know, give one phenomenal year with a good roster and, and try to get himself a, 
uh, a higher draft position. Whereas Spencer Sanders is a guy at Oklahoma State that does not have the kind of NIL opportunities that Nebraska would have or name a, a Power 5 school. Mm. So that, I think those are the type of guys you have to look at. The guys that have been good and the guys that are going to want to cash in for a year on NIL money just to set themselves up in case the whole NFL thing doesn't work out. Let's dive into some Fred Hoiberg. Fred Ball will spend time with Andy Markowski tomorrow, get his take on Nebraska, Indiana. But uh, this is Fred. What impressed him about the Creighton win on Sunday? They've done a good job of putting it behind them. Black shirt presentation and all by Trev. Uh, Nebraska ex- super jacked about the win, but they got a tough stretch uh, following the Creighton win. The makeup of this team, um, you know, last year we got we had a pretty good rhythm at the end of the season. But, you know, for this team to go out there and control the tempo as well as they did in that building, that is not easy to do. And it, you have to make sure you get up to a good start to do that. But, you know, just the poise that our guys played with, you, you have to be able to, um, you know, handle that for 40 minutes. And I just give our guys a ton of credit for going out there, playing the right way, playing unselfishly, getting the ball in the right guy's hands and defending for 40 minutes. More from Hoiberg here on Nebraska's response to the Creighton win. They, they've handled it like uh, like grown-ups. People ask, well, how was the bus ride home? I, I'll, I'll say it, the guys fell asleep and, and, and you know the coaches watched film. And it's been a group that's been very process-oriented. And that's one thing that's been really impressive. Obviously, you know there was a great celebration after that game, but <clears throat> they got over it quickly. And that's something that we really stressed. Uh, you know, It was a huge win for our program to be able to go and get uh, a win like that on the road. Uh, you know, in state, I know how much that the games like that means to our fans. Um, you know, so to find a way to get that one, but again, you have to find a way to get over it quickly. If we had a week, absolutely, you go out, you give them a couple days, and, and really enjoy it, and then get back to work. But we didn't have that. We had two days, and then after Indiana, we got two days to prepare for a team that's playing maybe as well as any in the country right now with Purdue. So it's a heck of a stretch. So to be able to get that one, the importance of winning that game with the stretch that we have was so important and it also was a confidence builder when you when your guys know you can go on the road and beat a top 10 team like that it's so important for your confidence especially early in the year we lost so many close ones early last year if we win the wisconsin and the ohio state game early in the year that might have been a completely different season a year ago but it didn't happen and it's past you know we're past it now but to get a game like that at this time of year is so important for the psyche of your guys he nailed it he gets it he's right Psyche matters, and Nebraska too many times uh, just missed the opportunity, either against a, a, a buy game or against a name program where they had chances to flip the season from a confidence standpoint and a poise standpoint, and they didn't do it. Do we have time to squeeze in roles? Yeah. No, no, we're no. going to be okay. just, we'll hear, missed it. just missed it. We'll hear a little more from Fred Hoiberg. Uh, he talks about the team, their makeup, and, and guys buying into roles. What's this team's identity? It's stuff that it's off-season talking points a lot of times. I mean, it's one of the first few questions you come up with when you're trying to preview and, and handicap a team, football, baseball, basketball, whatever. What are they going to be really good at? What can they do? And how do they maximize? Well, buying into your role and, and having an identity or, or, you know, 1A, 1B. We'll wind down to Tuesday. Uh, thanks for spending time. Hail Varsity continues as we're presented by Currency.
miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time on a Tuesday. Tomorrow's show, we're loaded up here. Evan Bland going to be with us. Mike Babcock will join us. And Andy Markowski. We do have Pirate Watch this week. Maybe Mike Leach tomorrow. Maybe Mike Leach Thursday. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Pirate Watch, which is good. See, I mean, if you just first say Pirate Watch, I think of much more sinister things than talking to, to Mike Leach. So. <laughs> well, he gets to play a bowl game uh, at, at Tampa where they had the big pirate ship. Oh, that sounds like a great photo opportunity. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. He may, he may be firing cannons off, man. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that. Well, it, it is his own wide receiver core, <laughs> the way he's treated them all year. Well, that, that should be a fun when they're playing Illinois. I know. Which stylistically. Can you imagine that halftime or the, uh, the pregame, you know, Leach is talking anything but football, and then there's the pig farmer. You know, he looks like the Orange Bowl mascot. And that's two of the best, like, nicknames among college football coaches out there. The Pig, pig Farmer, Farmer and, and the Pirate. The Pirate. Like, I, you should go. I'm, I'm trying to think of any other any other nicknames. I mean, PJ Flex, the used car salesman. That's about the only one I can think of. Flex his own deal. He's, <laughs> he's the motivational speaker. Uh, Fred Hoiberg, back to Freddie Ball game. And uh, more on buy-in role-wise with this basketball team. It's so important to buy into the role that you're given. And we've had guys throughout the course of the year, and it always takes a little bit of time before those get established. But for this point of the season, still being early, I'm, I'm very pleased with how guys have accepted that. And Jawan, you look at the efficiency he played with last game, and he goes out and he's five for five, hits a big three, it was wide open. Those are the ones we want Jawan taking, not the contested ones. And for about a four or five minute stretch, he was just eating up the glass and, and got every, seemed like he got every rebound and Sam was in there. And when you look at that, I think that's seven in a row, if I'm not mistaken, winning the battle of the boards. And if you can do that consistently, you're going to give your team and you're going to give yourself a chance. And that's going to be important in Bloomington tomorrow night. We have to be able to compete on the glass. They've got such good, great length and they're so physical, we have to make first contact. If not, it's going to be a long night. Lastly, here from Fred, the identity portion of this basketball team. There's been buy-in, there's been grit, there's been poise, there's been toughness, but they're hanging their hat on defense. That's a 180 from the previous three teams. We talked about that being our identity this year is, is going out every night. Uh, the ball's not always going to go through the hoop. And you have to find a way in games like that. What did we make three threes the other night? And it was Wilhelm, Sam, and Juwan. Juwan. <laughs> they, they were the ones that hit the threes. I mean, CJ and Casey get shut out from behind the line, and, and we still found a way to win. So to be able to grind it out, I think we outscored them by 30 in the paint. And you have to have that. So it it is something that I'm really pleased with these guys. Emmanuel is bought in you could argue that you look at sam's stat line you look at Derek's stat line but what emmanuel did to nemhart in keeping him out of the paint that kid has been living in the paint the first part of the season so for a guy like emmanuel to buy into that role every night i think he had four points four or six points two transition baskets but you know to be able to 
take away their number one option and push their offense further up the floor. If Creighton's comfortable, it's they're impossible to stop. And just with the manual ability to be a ball hawk up there and take away and push the offense out is a huge luxury. Big thanks uh, to Mitch Sherman, Coach Robert Jones, Matt Schick. Talk to you tomorrow. A Huda Media Production.